The Sober Highway Podcast is brought to you by Brainwashed Coffee Company. We all know how important coffee is to the recovery community, but what's even more important is that Brainwashed Coffee Company donates 50% of its proceeds to people in addiction recovery. Visit brainwashedcoffeecode.com and use the promo code SOBERHIGHWAY at checkout for 20% off your coffee order. What better way to support people in addiction recovery than with a great bag or bundle of Brainwashed Coffee? Brainwashed Coffee Company. Simple coffee for complicated people. We are also brought to you by Fukit Clothing. Fukit is an inspirational brand with the mission to inspire and motivate people to live life without regret and accept challenges that are worth the risk. Visit the link in the episode description and use the promo code SOBERHIGHWAY at checkout for a discount on your order. I'm actually wearing one of their hats right now as I'm recording and editing this episode. Again, check out Fukit Clothing at the link in the episode description and help support an amazing brand bringing awareness to mental health issues and suicide prevention. Good morning, Vietnam! Today is Tuesday, September 7th, 2021. Today is the Bo Jackson, episode 34 of your favorite recovery talk show, the Sober Highway Podcast. Don't mind the the beeping, that's my smoke detector that needs to be... uh, that needs to be uh, adjusted, played with, whatever. Today I'm going to be going solo. Um, Anika is spending time with her family after the birth of her son Jonah. Anika, if you're listening to this, I want to again wish you the most sincere congratulations. And in the spirit of congratulations, I also want to shout out our resident strong woman, Catherine Bennett, who just set a new world record at the grip competition she spoke about a few weeks ago. So props to her for that. Anyways, this week I talk with Billy, the owner and founder of our sponsor, Brainwash Coffee Company. I had a really fun time talking with him, and I hope to have him back on the show again soon, and hopefully Anika can join us for that as well. Stay tuned because we go off on a brief tangent about our fantasy podball draft. The results for the Sober Highways team is posted on our Instagram page right now, so let us know what you think about the team, and we'll keep you updated on how we do as the weeks progress. All right, enough of me rambling. Let's get this show started. Get ready, get set, and let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Dan. And my name is Anika. And welcome to the Sober Highway Podcast. We are two young social workers who have dedicated our lives and careers to affecting change in the addiction recovery community. We want to use this podcast as a platform to take the things we have learned over the course of our careers and share it with our listeners. At the end of the day, we hope to inspire as many people as we can to make a change and live a lifestyle free of drugs and alcohol. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. You see the little recording thing up in the top? Yeah. Okay. So welcome everybody to this week's episode. Um, we have an amazing guest uh, with us this week. Uh, he is the owner and founder of our sponsor, Brainwash Coffee Company, Billy Magner. Welcome. What's up, dude? Thank you for having me here. I'm super excited. This is, I think, only I think this is my first podcast experience, and I think I did a. Uh, one of those like rooms where you go in clubhouse. I did a clubhouse once. Okay. Uh, so I'm really excited. Thank you for asking me to be on. I appreciate it. 
of course we gotta we gotta introduce our listeners to our to our number one sponsor (laughs) we have to do that um so so why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners and um tell us a little bit about yourself yeah so um yeah i've been uh i've been doing the coffee thing it's actually coming up on a year so october i think we made our we went live with sales october 15th i think so we're coming up on a year but um previous or in conjunction with all of that you know i am a full-time uh teacher so i've been teaching for almost 20 years wow yeah i know i started young i I worked at like uh jp morgan chase i worked at a consulting firm that worked at jp morgan chase for about 15 months and i did tech and it and um I did not like it because I wanted some summers off <laughs> and uh, I I wanted to coach. I'm, I'm a coach. Uh, I coach high school. Well, now I coach modified football, which is middle school, but I was coaching high school football for a long time and high school wrestling. And, um, and I really enjoyed that kind of stuff and teaching goes hand in hand. You know, my family's, uh, my parents are teachers. So I kind of grew up a retired in, teacher too. Yeah. I grew up in that environment. Yeah. Both my parents retired. Um, they moved out to the, East end of Long Island. I know you're on the island. Um, yeah, I know. L.I. Strong. <laughs> yeah, a lot of my friends are from the island. Um, but um, yeah, so I, I've been teaching and teaching is a great way for me to give back. And it is it's a profession that d- demands a lot. I teach English. And okay. uh, that was going to be my that was going to be my uh, my next question is what subject do you teach and what grades do you teach? Yeah, the uh, high school, 10th grade and 12th grade. I know it's a lot. It's, it's, it's a great job. I really do enjoy it. Um, but I was, you know, and I've been coaching for a long time. Like I've coached in state championships and mm-hmm. county championships and section championships and at a very high level. And I played sports at a high level. Um, and I just, I don't know, about a year ago, it was the pandemic. And I just said, let's do something different. You know, it really was about like, Uh, I saw because of the pandemic, I saw that like coaching may dry up. It didn't, it got postponed for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was like, I was like, let's do something different. And that's kind of where everything started. But teaching is, is in my blood. I've I've been doing it for a long time. Maybe one day I'll be selling coffee for, for full time. But right now teaching is paying the bills and and it's giving me a lot of joy too. (laughs) So, so I got to ask because English English was not my favorite subject in high school. And I'm going to be honest, I pegged you as a history teacher. Yeah. Um, but I got to ask, what what books are you having your were you having your students read? Oh man. Um, we've been all over the place. We did Beljar for a while. Okay. Beljar is an awesome book about mental health. Um oh, okay. Oh yeah. Awesome book about mental health and um a female moving from i forget where into new york city for an internship and um she is uh experiencing a lot of mental health issues and she you know tries to commit suicide in the book so it brought up a lot of interesting conversations um Mm -hmm. in the classroom and there's a really famous you know scene from that book where she is um sitting at the base of a fig tree and she's she says uh esther says like you know i'm scared to pick one fig because it prevents me from choosing all the figs, you know, all the things off the tree. It's like, it's like that idea about of like a paralysis by analysis or being scared to make a choice and, and move forward in life. And 
having to kind of like make decisions. And like the, as a sophomore, that's like everything that the kids are going through, you know? So it's a real, it was an important book. We got away from it and moved over to like Catcher in the Rye. Again, a young boy in Manhattan, you know, running around the city, drinking and smoking. And, you know, so, you know, we did some of that stuff and, you know, we do a lot of the standards and we brought in uh, some new stuff. We do, uh, you know, Great Gatsby and we do some Shakespeare. So we try to expose the students to a lot of, a lot of interesting things. Um, yeah. yeah. When I was in high school, one of my favorite books, well, I don't know if you would consider it a book or a short story or anything, but it, um, I loved the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, cool. And, and that became, that, I think we read that book in, I think I read that my junior or senior year. Um, and it's actually one of my favorite movies of all time. And I, I don't know if you've read the book and watched the movie, but I, I honestly felt like, the movie was very, very close to the book. Oh, really? You know, like, like a lot of people say, oh, you know, the movie's different from the book or whatever and um, and whatnot. But I remember, I remember Catcher in the Rye. I remember the Shawshank Redemption. I remember um, To Kill a Mockingbird. I do remember it? doing Shakespeare. Um, I think we did at least one Shakespeare every year. I know I did Othello, Macbeth. Romeo and Juliet but but the thing is back then I don't know if it's too prominent now but that was right when like spark notes came out with of course. like those with those books that kind of have like the side by side translation mm -hmm. and so I was the only kid in class that knew of this book <laughs> nice. and so I was like acing all the quizzes and the tests and they were like and my teacher was like how are you doing this and I said, well, I have this book. And so, uh, <laughs> so she said, I can't, she said I couldn't use the book anymore. And oh, uh, really? I have to, yeah. Like, you know how the school gives you a copy of the book to read? Yeah, she said, you got to read from that book. That's weird. Cause she said, I want, I want everybody to read from this page to this page, not, mm. and you know, in the spark notes book, it's different. You right. know, so I would just read, you know, the entire first act or the entire second act. So that way you know, I would know, like, have a general idea of where I'm at. Right. But, um, you'd be surprised how many students still do that. I mean, it's really? amazing. Yeah. It, it got very popular. Um, those kinds of like side by side, easy, easier reading. I mean, there's a, there's, there's something to be said for close reading and, and really pulling the text apart and a lot of explication, looking at word choices, especially with Shakespeare's all of his work, different word choices. Um, but there's something to be said for like just understanding and enjoying. So like I kind of fall in the middle of that, of those two, um, of those two schools of thought, you know, you got to enjoy the text because if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to read it. And what's my job as a teacher? My job as a teacher is just to create lifelong learners, you know? Mm -hmm. So do, you, do your, do your students think you're like the cool teacher? No, not at all. <laughs> so, you're, so your students don't like you? I'm just tough. I mean, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, so like the, I'm, I'm sure some kids like it and some kids don't, but uh, I'm not like tough um, in the, as a, uh, on the kids. I'm just, you know, I can be tough and I can be uh, nice and joke and I fall in the middle. I'm never, you know, those extremes are in my youth. <laughs> ever, have you ever caught a student plagiarizing? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately it happens pretty often. Could, could you tell me a story? Um, like how they tried to deny it and then they're like, all right, I, all right, I, I would, you know, plagiarism happens more so often. So usually it's like, a, hey, you know, is this going on? And some kids fess up and say, yeah. And then 
we talk it through and sometimes it goes to parents and to administration and sometimes it doesn't. And if it's like a little homework, a 10 point assignment, or if it's an essay, it varies. We have, it, it, it's nice that I have, I have some like uh, trust in my classroom in my school that, uh, and, and they let a lot of our teacher, the administration lets teachers make decisions, which is nice. So they right. trust us to make good decisions and they support us when we don't, when we don't, because we're not perfect. But right. it's so often, and I'm not gonna lie to you, it's so often, it's crazy. Are you, are you at like a public school or a private school? I'm at a private school and it's funny, coming onto this, mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, I just, we, we have to sign a contract every year. Mm -hmm. and, and the new contract was like, I'm not, I, they say we're not allowed to represent our school without knowledge. So I was like, oh, I got to make sure I don't say my, my school's name. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's, it's funny you say that because I'm kind of the same way with the podcast because like I tell, I, when I do like my social media stuff and whatnot, and when we talk on the show, you know, Anika has her own private practice. So she says she's in private practice and, okay. you know, she's, she said her full name before. So like, if you want to look her up, you can find her. Um, and you can look me up on LinkedIn too. I think I've said my full name before. Mm. Um, but like, I've never said on the podcast that, you know, I work at this hospital. All I know is all I, all my listeners know is I work at a hospital in Manhattan and right. I work at an emergency room. So yeah. You know, when they think emergency room, Manhattan, you know, I've kind of given some hints as to where in Manhattan I'm located. But again, right. like there's a bunch of different hospitals in that area and they can't link me to anything. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they have they have all these policies that, you know, you can say you can post on your personal page that you're an employee of the hospital. But you also have to say that your opinions are not those of the hospital. Right. So right. you can do that. But again, it's better to just avoid it altogether. Yeah, I try to keep my name and information in the background. And just because students, you know, have a, have a way of finding. And through no fault of their own, they just are curious young kids. And if I was their age and, and if we were in the social media world, I would probably do the same thing. So I just got to protect myself, Instagram's private and all that mm -hmm. stuff. But um, yeah, it's important to have like a good presence with the students and not to be too lenient, but also to be a little bit firm and understand that there's a time for joking, there's a time for uh, being serious. And I think the good teachers find that balance and can kind of corral the kids into the, those different pockets. And right. like I've been doing it for 20 years and I'm in a really good school. so uh it, it it's a nice it's a really nice environment i love i love teaching and and you would think that you know when you're when parents are sending their kids to a private school i mean you can correct me if i'm wrong but i kind of feel like if if parents are sending their kids to a private school and there's an issue that's going on in school that you make them aware of the chances of them addressing it at home so that it doesn't happen again in school is much higher sure we our, they're paying school, for their education. Yeah, our school is actually very, very diverse. Mm -hmm. um, so there, it's it whatever you know, whatever's going on at home is going on at home. We try to provide like a really sound environment in the school and support the home environment as much as possible. But I would, I would, it's hard to like paint with a wide brush in, in that in that conversation. But yeah, I mean, we we. We give away like over three million dollars in scholarships a year, so we have a lot of a lot of um, diversity in our school, whether it's economic or not. I I honestly 
I think I told you this when we first connected about, you know, partnering together, but, you know, I originally wanted to be a, uh, a high school history teacher. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I eventually decided on social work, I wanted to stay in a profession where I can help mold minds or like, you know, help orient people in the right direction. Yeah. And I kind of felt like when I was working at this adolescent program that, you know, I, I took that same approach that you did, right? Like you can joke when it's, when it's okay to joke, you you're firm when it's, when it's time to be firm, right? Like you can, you can corral them if you need to. And I'm sure at the beginning, it, it took a lot of practice. It took, uh, it took some time to figure out like what your teaching style was but you found something that works, you get positive results from your students. And that's just how you've rolled for the rest of your career. Yeah. And uh, I would say the student population from 20 years years ago, or the student in general, not not the population, the student in general from 20 years ago to now uh, is very different. And it's important that I'm continually adjusting to that. Um, If I was teaching how I was teaching 20 years ago, First of all, I was a terrible teacher 20 years ago. I got to apologize for all those students back then. <laughs> but, you know, but um, the student changes. So it's important for teachers to change as well. I know like in New York State public schools, they have to do continuing education classes like 100 hours every five years. And I have a lot of friends who are in public schools out on Long Island. I think some by you. And, um, and that's, that's great. You know, we don't have stuff like that in, in the private sector. But it's important that we stay on, on our game and introduce you know, new novels and trying to always reading new short stories and trying to find stuff. Well, um, you know, Hidden the, Figures is a new novel that I'm trying to introduce into the school this year uh, based on that movie about, you know, the fl- uh, first flight into space, you know, and, and mm-hmm. the women who kind of did all the math behind the scenes. And so if, if I'm not trying to do those things continually, then, you know, then I kind of get left behind. So now do you, as a teacher, like you have to maintain your license as a New York State teacher to be able or- to teach in the private school? I have, I mean, just because I like to stay on top of things, I have a license, but it's not required to teach in private schools. Really? Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's why that some is... teachers go the private route. That's very, very interesting. Yeah. Because I, because I know that, you know, in, in the, you know, in the clinical setting, like where, like what I do, it doesn't matter if you work for, you know, the city, the state, if you work in private practice or for a nonprofit, like you have to maintain your license no matter what. Yeah, we don't have that requirement. You know, we're required to get a master's. Um, and for our school, that's it. I know many schools have their own regulations and whatnot, but the, pub- the public sector, yeah, there are a lot of different requirements, testing and getting licensing and continuing education. But yeah, we don't do that. We don't do that. That is very, very interesting. I know. Like you could start if you have a master's, you can start teaching in our school. <laughs> but As you have master. to have a you have to have a master's in education though. No. You have to have a master's, you know, probably in your subject area, you know. Hmm. Or in teaching. Or you know, if you're a counselor, a master's in counseling, I guess, you know, guidance counselor or something. That's interesting. Yeah, and our school is pretty cool. We have we have a split counseling department. So we have college counseling and like life counseling. So, uh, okay. yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool department. It helps the kids really, a lot. So now what, and what sports did you say you coached again? Uh, football. I was, I was quite the varsity athlete myself when I was in, 
when I was nice. in high school. I mean, I was I was on the bowling team. Eh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that big. But I was the captain my senior year. That is awesome. What's your high score? Um, my high score ever is sure. is two eighty nine. Damn. But I think in high school I maybe cracked two hundred a couple of times. Okay. Yo, two eighty nine is awesome. Holy crap. Yeah, I couldn't believe I did that. I know. I couldn't believe I did that. Oh my god. Are you like a consistent 250 bowler? Or no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Like I, I usually average in like anywhere in like the 160s, 170s. Okay. Um, I used to do a, uh, I used to do a Tuesday night league before I started this job at the hospital, but I had to quit that once I started working nights. But anyway, okay. go ahead. So you said you coach football and what else? Oh, football and wrestling. So I've been doing both for a long time. Yeah. So you um, teach so you teach ninth and tenth grade English and you uh, coach football. Tenth and twelfth grade English. Tenth and twelfth grade, okay. Mm-hmm. And you coach, I'm assuming football and winter are like um spring Fo- and winter sports. Football in the fall, wrestling in the winter. Okay. Yeah. So I go I do six months of coaching and six months of not coaching. That, that's my that's my life. <laughs> well, right. I mean you're 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 coaching one sport each semester, so yeah, it's uh the coaching world is crazy because the hours that we put in, it's a lot. You know, wrestling tournaments sometimes are like sixteen hours long. Right. Uh, yeah, with all the bus rides and everything put together, it, the long days. You know, game you know game days rough for football, and I'm not doing varsity anymore. But there was a lot of film work at nights and game preparations and. Uh, those days are behind me. I'm a bit older now, so I don't need to do all that stuff. I just, I'm an assist. I was a head coach. I've been assistant coaches. I've been defensive coordinators. So I just, I just uh, do modified football now. It's a lot less stress. And I do varsity wrestling as an assistant coach, and it's a lot less stress. And I can focus on teaching and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, like coaching football. I would, I would think coaching football like being a head coach would require that to be like a full-time thing. It's nuts. Yeah. My dad, take my that dad was a, account with the teaching, like grading yeah. papers and whatnot. Yeah. It's a lot. My dad was a head football coach for uh, 10 years and, and a teacher as well. And, you know, I grew up knowing that it was a lot of work and time consuming. And when you get into it, it's tough, you know? And um, I was offered a head job twice. And I was like, I turned him down both times. I was like, not a chance. It's so much work. It's 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 nuts. And um, you know, I just got married too. Uh, Congratulations! Last weekend. So that that kind of like you know plays into decision making too. Is like you know how much time am I willing to give to like other students and other athletes and other people versus how much time I want to give to myself and my relationship and my life. You know, and you know, I've spent twenty years helping people chase their dreams of being successful coaches by supporting them as an assistant coach. And now it's like, well, it's time for me to chase my dream of being like, uh, you know, entrepreneur and and helping others in different ways. So it's like, you know, there's a lot of decision-making going on now in, in, in my life, which, and changing, which sometimes is really scary, uh, and, and and hard, but, um, empowering for sure. Uh, and so we'll see what happens. So let's let's get into the reason why you and I are partners. Mm. Let's let's talk a little bit about Brainwash Coffee. So tell us tell us a little bit about it and how it got started and whatnot. So you can help me have this conversation because I was thinking about that before we got, got on. 
and maybe and you can give some insight into into how it started because um so it basically started by like there's there's background to how it started and the background is I was in a position to like help a couple of people get into rehab situations and not financially just but just by in supporting roles and I realized that when people go into like rehab situations for alcohol and drug dependency and if if they don't have insurance you know they're really screwed mm-hmm. so they might they might get in if there's a bed available and they might have to pay out of pocket or they get in and they come out of rehab with like a ton of debt right. and i've seen that i've seen it happen firsthand and there are other situations where like people have full-time jobs but don't have insurance and in that full-time job they make too much money uh to, to get on government aid so there's this like really weird niche that kind of is unaccounted for i think in the rehab space um like i don't know anyway so i i saw that and then i didn't like seeing that because you know i had like i said people come out of rehab with like with debt and they're like applying to uh, it's crazy like they have to come out of rehab and deal with drugs alcohol debt social anxiety getting back into the workforce you know there's a lot of things going on so um so i had that in the back of my mind for for quite some time and then um the pandemic hit so um my at the time girlfriend my wife now and i isolated out in long island hold on one sec michelle are you here okay good because i wanted to say something but go ahead okay um yeah so we isolated out long island and we were exercising and running and biking and hanging out and we just kind of were talking about service and how to help others that was like a conversation we had a lot and i was up late at night watching crazy videos like three in the morning about went like down a rabbit hole didn't you i did i went down a massive rabbit hole and i went down it for like a week wow. and i kept like learning and learning and learning about uh, all these different things like with coffee related and i just kind of said i think i might be able to enter the coffee world without too much experience and without too much overhead that i i think i can do this and it was that's how it started so it was like look we were trying to get money to the right people we're trying to do some service i was a little worried that like coaching jobs were going to dry up um and then coupled with that i I know myself really well and i know that i'm terrible with free time so if i have free time on my hands i'm screwed so i have to really stay busy and active and that's exercising and that's being with friends or family or uh, my girlfriend, my wife, you know, uh, my wife now, my girlfriend then. So make sure you make sure you make that distinction. Yes, I know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sam knows knows what's up. (laughs) But um, yeah, so that's, that was like the big kind of like mashup that started brainwash. Okay. I got to tell you, um, for someone, for someone who, is saying that they're relatively new to the coffee business. You make some damn good coffee. Thank you. Um, I try to I try to savor it and make it last because, um, you know, I, I you you've done right by me thus far, and I really don't want to take advantage of you. <laughs> um, and uh, I think that part of the reason why I wanted to partner with you was because of your mission. And what what you try to do with your business. So can you tell, I mean, I, I do a pre-roll every episode. I'm sure mm-hmm. you've heard it. 
course. But um, can you tell can you tell our listeners what you do with your business? Yeah. So when I first started the coffee company, I was like, I want to give back. I want to find a way to give back, right? And then the guy who helped me, like, I'm not artistic, and I, I hired someone to help with the logo. And he was like, well, how are you going to be different? The coffee space is really crowded, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I'm going to give back money. That's the whole point. And he was like, but how much? Put a number on it. And I was like, ooh, good question. So I was like, I don't know. How about 50% 50% of profit? <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, just off the top of my head, phone conversation. And he was like, great. I love it. So we started, like, talking more. And, and that's what we do. We've stuck to it. We donate 50% of our uh, profits um, uh, to, right now, two rehabs uh locally and then uh two nationwide recovery kind of institutions and then we shatterproof one of them yep shatterproof is one yeah we gave shatterproof yeah yeah shatterproof's great we gave them a little bit of money because we're not really making a lot of money um and then uh vfc rising is a uh nonprofit helping people transition out of rehab and then we partnered with another um uh kind of online rehab coaching kind of stuff uh uh, PRP, Pro Recovery Power, Alika is doing online uh, kind of coaching based in uh, recovery, based in like 12 steps. So um, we're going to try to get him some money for his clients and, and get people, you know, he said he has one or two clients who are in need. So we're going to try to support their recovery there. And um, and then, like I said, local rehab. So we're getting the money out there. Uh, yeah, we're we're trying to get the money into, you know, to, so that we, you know, got to make money so we can donate money. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool, it's a cool process. I'm this is all new to me. I've been doing it, like I said, for a year. So there's a lot of learning and there's a lot of mistakes and um, it's, it's just been really rewarding, really fun, really challenging, a lot of work, a lot of persistent effort. Like you, like you're always grinding. You're always putting out new content. You're always putting out new episodes. Right. Yeah. But a lot of people who do podcasts, like, you know, sometimes fall off. And it's, pers- it's, it's, it's like persistence that really gets us there to where we want to be. I got to be honest with you. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think when we had Chelsea, another one of your partners, yep. um, when we had her on, I said to, I said to Anika, I was like, I honestly did not think that we were going to make it to 31 episodes. Yeah. Um, and so I totally get where you're coming from that you got to stay, you got to stay on it. You got to stay persistent every week because that's what, you know, like when you start making weekly episodes or when you start putting out, when, when, when you're trying to grow your coffee business, like you have to be there, like you have to be there for your customers or for your listeners. And yeah. if they become reliant on your episodes or like if they enjoy, you know, listening to my episode or our episodes, every Tuesday morning, they're like, all right, I got what's what's going on on sober highway this week. You right. know, and the mm-hmm. same thing, like the same thing with, uh, you know, with with your business, I would imagine that, you know, God forbid you ran out of coffee, right, you'd be you'd be in a tough way. Yeah. And I think a lot of our followers on Instagram also come to our page for like some hope or inspiration or fellowship, because we put out like a lot of like, um, quotes and uh, just fun stuff to think about, you know, in sobriety. So like, there's definitely that, that's, it's not just like, we're not just selling coffee. I think there's a cool part of like creating a, a nice community, meeting people over the internet. There's a really cool, you know, just kind of community out there that it's just nice to connect with people. And that's sometimes that I, 
we just provide that and that's okay if that's what you're on the, on the page for and sometimes you buy coffee and that, that's great too you know so there's a whole world out there of people who are just talking about recovery and uh to be a part of that huge conversation is really cool so what so do you do you i know what type of coffee that you do like i know you do the ground uh the ground coffee i know you do whole bean and then you sent me a couple samples a while back of the um of the uh what is it the teabag style the teabag style is that something that that you're deciding to move forward with we we put the brakes on the teabag stuff for now we might go back to like a single serve option which is like a k-cup style um i I get so many requests for k-cup and you and i talked about that once um so i think i have to like bite the bullet and do it I was trying to like retain the idea of being like a small batch coffee roaster because that's what we are. We're just, we roast to order. Like we don't hold an inventory. We just roast to order small batch style. So I, I like I like that idea, but mm-hmm. the uh, cake, the cake up style is uh, coffee is so there's a huge demand for it. So I think we have to move towards it eventually, but um, yeah, we just do the, um, uh, the 12 ounce bags, the five, five pound bags. We have a couple of different varieties and we did like a summer series, which was fun. Uh, we re- released two and there's another one coming on the way. And then we just today released our travel, our first ever travel mug. Uh, I know a 12 ounce travel mug. It holds cold and holds hot. Um, it's uh, we, we did it with Myrrh, which is a really cool coffee company. They put out awesome products. So we kind of partnered with them or, you know, and um, the, the mug is great. I use it. And uh, we just released it today. So yeah, hopefully people buy it. That'd be nice. <laughs> you know what? I think I've actually in the market for a, like I have my, I have my Yeti t- uh, bottle for like my cold drinks, but mm-hmm. I've been looking for, you know, a hot, you know, something that I can put into my bag, like the, the, cu- the, what is it? The bottle holder in my bag that I can right. use for hot coffee. Yeah. And all the, all the travel mugs that I have for hot coffee have a handle. And for mm. some reason, the handle won't allow it to fit in my bag. So yeah. maybe, you know, maybe I'll pick up one of those. Uh, maybe I'll pick up one of those mugs because yeah, I, have, I have been looking for one. They're great. And uh, to be honest, I I have a travel mug that I use all the time. That's like fourteen ounces or sixteen ounces, and I drink a ton of coffee. Like I inhale coffee, and Sam is always kind of making fun of me because I drink it like boiling hot. It can, I just oh. still can, yeah. So like, I drink coffee fast. I drink it all the time. So like, I have to have a lot of it. So like, when I when we bought these, they're only twelve ounces. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh man, this is so not me. I need like a big coffee, <laughs> <laughs> but they're still good. They're still really great. It, it's and they hold, like I said, they hold hot coffee for a long time. So that's perfect. <laughs> for me, I prefer to drink iced coffee. Mm, um, I know. Yeah. So- yeah. So I know we've talked about it. Um, when I do drink hot coffee, I don't like to drink a lot of it. Um, oh God. Oh Jesus. I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to that. They just, they just announced the draft order for our, for my fantasy pod ball, uh, uh, thing. So Amazing. just give me, just give me one, just give me one second. Let me I hope you I don't can... cut this out of the episode. <laughs> no, I'm not going to cut it out. Um, All right, good. <laughs> Okay, hold on. Are you first? Third, baby. Yes. Nice. I'm getting me Zeke Elliott. Thank God. Awesome. Okay. All right. So now that we got that, now that we got that out of the way. Nice. 
Um, You're going to take a running back in your first? Got to take a running back first. Got to take a running back first. Because there are so few of them. Right, right. I know. Um, so anyway, uh, as I was, as I was saying, um, when I do drink hot coffee, um, I don't like to drink a lot of it because I, I naturally run, I feel like I run hot and I get hot very quickly. And so if I drink a lot of hot coffee, I'll be, I'll be dead, you know? So, um, that a 12 ounce, a 12 ounce, uh, mug may be the right thing for me. So okay. I'll definitely pick one of those up. Yeah, definitely, definitely give it a go. Um, so what else was I going to say? Uh, me personally, I love the higher powder blend. Is it a it's yes. higher powder roast? Yes. Because it's not a blend. That's a single origin. You're right. Right. Um, so that one's my favorite to do with the cold brew. Um, it's strong. That stuff's strong. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I still have to work on the uh, the balance of coffee to water. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, Michelle just bought a uh, just bought a, a scale, and apparently, like all the websites, like when they when they talk about like how to ratio the coffee to the water, they teach yeah. you how to do it like grams grams of coffee to grams of water. So I'm gonna yeah. try and work on that, and and I'll report back. Yeah. So I, I have a I posted a recipe um, in one of our reels. And okay, uh, you know I, I can like extrapolate the ratio down, but we use um, we have a forty ounce Chemex, you know, so the water for your for your pour over may be different, but I think we're at like for the higher powder, we're at around seventy grams for, for our forty ounce Chemex. Okay, yeah, so maybe you can see how much water you're using and then do the ratio yourself. But um, uh, I I when I do higher powder, I definitely come down in the grams uh than all the other blends i think the other blends were at like 74 grams or 75 grams something around there and then we come down a little bit for the higher powder because it is really strong and sometimes it can be a little bit too bitter for our liking so when you adjust the grams it definitely it's way smoother right right oh man i'm I'm glad you like coffee though i i i freaking love that i love that coffee um to be honest with you i feel like i'm i feel like i'm cheating myself when i go to duncan (laughs) um and i you know i definitely get a like i feel like when i drink your coffee i know it's a much higher quality you know what i mean like when i drink duncan it's just coffee you know what i mean they make it in such mass quantities it i feel like first of all it's not always the same yeah, you know, um, they they the way they make their iced coffee and the way they make their hot coffee are completely different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. I just there's it, just something about it. Uh, and when you get our bags, I'm sure you see it on the bottom of the bag. It's like roasted like five days previous to you receiving right. it. It's super fresh. Yeah, and and it's right. good. And you know, I struggle a little bit pricing because. There is like a, it's, it's good coffee. It's, it's kind of better than what you're buying off the shelf that might be sitting around for a while. You know, but I, I try to respect the fact that people, you know, don't want to pay so much money for a coffee. So, and then shipping kills us. So there's like, these are all things that I'm learning, which is all, <laughs> you know, like how to adjust all of these things. And it's very, it's very, it's a, it's a real cool learning process. So, so I feel really bad now for what I'm about to do, because <laughs> if you're listening to this show right now, and you want to get some of Billy's delicious brainwashed coffee, you can go to their website. We'll put the link. We put the link in every uh, every 
episode show notes. And you go there, enter the code SOBERHIGHWAY, check out. You'll get uh, 20% off your order. Mm-hmm. And then I think you also do – do you do a free shipping if you buy three bags? Because I know yep, I've said exactly. it before. So if you buy mm-hmm. three bags, um, you'll get you'll get free shipping, which is mm-hmm. which is great. And um, be sure to let me know, let Billy know how amazing the coffee is. I tell it, I tell him all the time. Thank you. Um, but I wanna, I wanna get in this draft because I wanna start trash talking these people. Please um, do, and good luck. Oh, I, oh, I got the number three. I'm gonna miss out on McCaffrey, but I'm definitely gonna take Zeke Elliott first. Nice. And then I'm definitely gonna go. Uh, Who's your QB? Don't give away your secrets. Although no one's gonna hear this before you. Well, go, right? well, I'm gonna I'm right. gonna tell you my first pick. I'm taking Zeke Elliott first. Right. Like that's 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 definitely gonna happen. Either him or. Mm. You're not gonna risk it with Saquon. No, no. Saquon, Saquon, according to the 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 player ranking list, mm-hmm. uh, it says it has Zeke Elliott as number three overall, and Saquon is number twelve overall. All right. Uh, so I still have to decide if I want to take, I'm not going to say what I'm going to do with my second pick. Um, but we'll see, we'll see where things go. Nice. I'm excited for you. Good luck. (laughs) Thanks, Billy. Well, again, I'm going to link all of your social medias in the episode below uh, in in the show notes and whatnot. And, um, if you want, I'll send you a couple video clips. I know if I know, uh, you said you weren't looking presentable. You look perfectly fine. So if, you wanna, <laughs> if you want to, uh, if you want to take a couple video clips and use them for your socials, I can send you some of those as well. Okay, um, thank you. I will. And uh, yeah, keep keep doing what you're doing, man. That coffee's delicious. Yeah, I, I appreciate your support. You're an awesome partner. Like I said, you're so consistent, and I appreciate all the stuff that you do uh, together with us. And I can't thank you enough for having me on. This was fun, and you're awesome. So thank you. Well, come on, you know, you wish you had a little bit. So that's all we have for this week's episode. For more information about Brainwash Coffee Company, click the link in the show notes. And make sure to use the code SOBERHIGHWAY at checkout for 20% off your order. And remember, if you purchase at least three bags, you'll get free shipping, which is like music to my ears. If you enjoyed the content today, Anika and I would really appreciate it if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave us five-star reviews on all of the major podcasting platforms. We're currently available on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Make sure to get involved with our TikTok campaign to get AJ McLean on the Sober Highway podcast. We would really appreciate it. The links for all of our social media platforms are also in the show notes. If you want to DM us with any questions that you'd like us to answer on the podcast, feel free to do so. Also, if you want to be a guest on our show, again, you could DM us on any of our social media platforms or you can send us an email to thesoberhighway at gmail.com. Catch you next week. Bye.